Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of gaming, a.k.a. Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Jr. Greg, there's so much news today. Too much news. Well, I mean, just the CD Projekt stuff is enough to run the whole show. That's like five different stories in one, but we have to do them all at once. You know what I mean? But whenever we say there's so much news, we're usually about to start with a bunch of bullshit. So what bullshit do you want to talk about? No, I was going to start with our number one news story being that Mario's ass is missing. Have you seen this? (laughs) 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 The poster for the new Mario movie where like it's him with his back to the camera in like the the Black Widow Avengers pose. And his ass is just nowhere to be found. Well, see, this is the problem with you liberals you sjw's all right blessing so what's it gonna be he has the yes they pose him like black widow you want him to have him a donk donk then you know what you'd be sitting here saying you'd be saying his ass is too big it's too juicy and as a man who has a tiny little ass who has the hank hill ass you just showed barrett i say i stand mario's small ass all right but why is this why, why is this clothes baggy? At least I can wear some uh, like some fitted overalls. Can you show the real the real poster, man? I think that was. Why the is real it clothes? Because oh. they're bib jeans. They're bibs. Yeah, but like I don't know, man. Just any any sort of definition in the ass area would make a world of difference for me. Because I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, who's dressing Mario? If I can't trust the way he dresses, can I trust him to save the world or the Mushroom Kingdom? I guess in this case. But did you did you? I mean, is this something you thought? You thought Mario would have a big old juicy ass? That's not a big thinking? old juicy ass, but just an ass that isn't just, just one totally that exists, submerged by you know? yeah, But like this is, is there. Jen always makes fun of my ass because it's oranges really tight together and that's Griggs but like there's nothing that goes in there you guys there's nothing <laughs> if you're an audio listener <laughs> right now <laughs> you're gonna Jen wait, was, audio, audio Jen credit card video listeners, for a second there. you're gonna miss work from home all right we're going back to the studio and I assure you Kevin will not be well if there was an ass story we're literally I wake up and I go, eat, 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 and I open Twitter, and what do I see on the Mario poster? My ass, and I feel represented, and I say, thank <laughs> oh, God. You know, I take it back then. I apologize. I wasn't thinking of the Greg Miller representation that was going on with this Mario ass situation. It's about time something represented Greg Miller in games, all right? And if it's got to be Mario's ass, it's Mario's ass, but God Mario's ass is missing. It's a great. Thank you, humor. thank you. I felt really good about that when I came up with it. But also, I do want to shout out this poster because I've been hating on this movie up until now. I had been on the team of finally Sonic is, has something that he does better than Mario, and it's going to be movies. Yeah, I was looking at this poster, it's a fantastic poster. There's a it's lot a great going poster. on in this. It's poster. a great poster. I agree with that 100. Yeah, a lot of great colors, a lot of great composition. I feel like you can zoom in on so many different parts of the poster and get something new, right? Like somewhere in the bottom right of the poster, there's um, a toad with a cheap cheap. <laughs> 
in a bag like he just bought a goldfish and i fucking nice. love that's that right here on the cute. bottom left you got captain toad you got like floating uh islands going on in the background you've of course got the hills that you see in mario in the background you got peach's castle up there this is a great poster i'm i'm so used to seeing bad movie posters and this is a fantastic are you one, are you ready for like Chris the sonic Pratt's, uh voice to to cover it all I'm ready for this. Mar I, I think the reason why Mario is turned around right now, you can't see his face, is because he's going to turn around. It's going to be Chris no Pratt's face. No. This is going to be a, a superimpose of Chris Pratt's face on oh, Mario's face. Also, body. is the implication, I, I tweeted this out just uh, assuming, but I assume the implication is that Keegan Michael Key is voicing all these toads, right? Oh, I hope so. Because toads all yeah, have to have the same kind of voice. And this does make it seem like there's not a core toad. Right, like there's no, just gonna be a I, bunch I would of toads. The, the red one right yeah, here, the, no the Captain toad. Toad, toad looking that's guy. That's Captain Toad. That's a that's a specific species of toad. I don't know if it's a species. I it think a it's just one toad who has the title of Captain. Mm, no, actually, that's smart. That's a good way to do it. But yeah, I imagine that Keegan Michael Key is voicing all these little, little motherfuckers. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember the Mario Super Mario movie trailer does drop this Thursday, the sixth. Yes, we will be live reacting to it as it drops and watching it. You can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games as we stream it both live during our normal streaming block. But enough about all that. Let's talk about multiple multiple new Witcher games, a new cyberpunk game, and a new CD project IP. We'll talk about all that and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about if you like that support the show over on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you of course can get the show ad free you can support us and be a patreon producer you can get a bevy of bonus content and you can feel good about making the kind of funny train run of course it'd be ad free over there and you'd have a great time but if you say i'd love to get the show for free no big deal you can watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games that's right it's a simulcast of streams choose where you want to watch embed there twitch prime it youtube subscription it have a good time draw a line in the sand and one day we will make you go to war with each other twitch versus youtube it'll be a bloodbath and it'll be awesome and I, I gonna laugh like this well how am i gonna laugh uh, well that that was your key to laugh uh, ha, ha, ha. i'm looking at the two twitch <laughs> the two chats we got going on one of and the worst I, laughs i've ever heard in my fucking life <laughs> thank you that's why i'm not an actor and even actors can't do great laughs for being honest it's so hard to pick a laugh <laughs> <laughs> we just nailed it that's an evil laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. That's a, i mean was it not supposed to be laugh. an evil laugh or pitting two uh chats against each other yeah. okay i guess so but i love looking at both <laughs> both the, the chats and seeing what like they have different things that they that they latch onto because the YouTube chat was all was all about like what the fuck do you mean species of toad and they're going all all, all about that whereas Twitch chat was still in the ass situation they're sure. still like yeah man like I'm a plumber and I identify with Mario not having an ass and so I pre I appreciate now that we're getting two brands I, kind of I, chat. I don't understand the the plumbers having no butt because you're squatting all day it should be the opposite you should have cake down there bro. That is but true, there's a honestly. difference between like working out and having to work for a living. You know what I mean? Because over in the you're wrong section, nanobiologist already wrote in and said, Greg's butt is a casualty of team fat. And I will assure you, at my fattest, my ass was never where the weight was gaining. It's always been the spare tire, which is still very much there, which is still very much there. So don't worry about my ass that much, nanobiologist, all right? But I'm also not going to go do squats. I don't care that much. You know what I mean? My jeans look flat in the back. Big deal. I already tricked Jen. She's already locked in. She can't get away. She's in. All right, anyways. Uh, so anyways, watch live on both Twitch and YouTube. Uh, if you want to catch it later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around 
the globe. Of course, if you're watching live, either place, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can keep the record straight. If you want to go even further on supporting us and maybe not actually spend money on us, we understand. Use the epic creator code kindoffunny when you're using the epic game store or when you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, Rumbleverse, wherever you might play those. Yes, you can enter them anywhere. Yes, it helps us when you download a free game with that code turned on. So please do it. Housekeeping for you. There's a brand new kind of funny podcast up. It's me. It's Andy. It's Blessing, it's Mike, and it's all about Mike not inviting a majority of Kind of Funny to dinner. You can go hear about this horrible situation on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny and podcast services around the globe, but Blessing, how was the dinner we weren't invited to last night? I mean, honestly, you guys shouldn't, you guys shouldn't be that upset. You didn't, you didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. That's a lie. That was a lie. It was so good. It was maybe one of the best I've ever had First off, you, I don't know who goes... I don't know who in their right mind goes to House of Prime Rib and starts ordering margaritas, but I saw Mike's wasted on margaritas tweeting freely. I, Gary's yelling, I know you guys are eating too much bread. Andy and Mike did have too much bread. It was actually pretty shocking how much bread they had before our meal even got there. Uh, yeah. They might have, I think they had two full loaves of bread, if I recall correctly. It was ridiculous, and maybe they didn't finish their food because of it. Was it better than the Olive Garden bread? It's been a minute since I've had the Olive Garden. Is Olive Garden known for the bread or the breadsticks? Breadsticks. Breadsticks. That's fair. That's fair. Because breadsticks yeah. is what comes to mind. And the breadsticks yeah, off different. the chain. I don't know if I can compare them to the breadsticks. Okay. But in terms of just like, here's bread and butter at a table, I've, I've it's up there. I have the the okay. House of Prime Rib bread is great. It's like very crispy on the outside, but like very warm on the inside. Ooh. Melts in your mouth. Oh, that's the best kind of bread. It's fantastic. What's up, Greg? What's Real quick. Hey, Jen. Yeah. BBL is that Brazilian butt lift thing you were talking about, right? Yeah. Crimson Angel in the chat says, I, on Twitch, who's still hung up on my ass, I got a BBL. Maybe Greg should get one, too. It didn't hurt that much. Dude, Greg, I think... Is that you, a real story, Crimson Angel? You you got a, a BBL? You got a Brazilian butt they're, lift? They're popular nowadays. A lot of people are getting BBLs. First off, I had never heard of one and never seen one. No way. At you, some point, no, I was you've like... You've definitely seen one. I, when I finally saw one of the wild, Jen had to explain it to me of what was happening. I was like, does this person only exist in the gym? Like, is that all they do? And Jen's like, no, no, that's a BBL. And I was like, what the hell is a BBL? And then I got the explanation. I was like, oh, okay. Is this something that we want to, you know, maybe add put to on, the bar for October 14th? Put on the no, I do not want to <laughs> oh add to the October 14th Greg gets bar a BBL, be an but incredible speaking of, it's finally happening. Friday the 14th, we are moving into the spare bedroom, our 5,000 square foot state-of-the-art studio in San Francisco. And you're invited to the marathon stream to end all marathon streams. It starts at 10 a.m. Pacific. Cisco will be there. James and Elise Willems will be there. And of course, we'll be doing some of your favorite bits live while funding a whole bunch of brand new kind of funny content you don't want to miss it friday october 14th at 10 a.m pacific it will be on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games of course that means next week is going to be very different for us monday the 10th we'll record kind of funny games daily and the final kind of funny podcast from home but all the all other content except my greg way vlogs on patreon will be canceled as we move in and prep for friday the 14th stream you do not want to miss it one of the final times you'll ever see her walk by with laundry (laughs) sucks huh you know what i mean Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady, on YouTube. Uh, if you see Fargo Brady on Twitch, let me know. He's, that's an inside job, all right? He's there to <laughs> take you down, Christ. Twitch, all right? Today, we're brought to you by NZXT, Canvas Gaming Monitors, and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. 
Number one, ladies and gentlemen, it could be the entire show itself, but there are new Witcher, Cyberpunk, and more games galore coming from CD Projekt. We will begin with Joe Screbbles, who will walk you in with two paragraphs that I enjoyed. CD Projekt Red has announced the code names and brief descriptions for five new games, including three Witcher games, a new Cyberpunk, and a brand new IP. Revealed on Twitter, it marks a major next step for the developer uh, for multiple respects, from developing its own IP from scratch to developing multiple full-size games at one time. In a separate release, the company also... The company says it also is, quote, adding multiplayer to the majority of future projects. This also marks the first time that we've learned the new Witcher trilogy will not be the only new game set in that universe. So basically, there's this big old thing happening. CD Projekt Red put out tweets talking about each one of these. CD Projekt, the company with the thing, they put out these slides from their project slide. You can go get all this on the internet. It's everywhere. So I'm going to, Barrett, if you can, I guess I should have linked you. But if you want to show the first one, long-term product oh, I got to find I got to find an image. I, I can't mm. take it. Uh, it was the one, this is the one from Slack. So this is like the first tweet uh thread i think uh -huh. when blessing put it he said a cool. thread it would be there uh they put out this slide that says long-term product outlook and what they did is they laid out witcher the witcher cyberpunk 2077 and then a new ip and then the projects within them so at a top level let's go this way we will start ladies and gentlemen with the witcher you're getting serious by the the molasses flood we'll get to that in a second a new witcher trilogy by cd project red and then canis majoris by a third party they haven't revealed who what's going on over there that's the Witcher stuff we're going to talk about in a second. Cyberpunk 2077 gets Phantom Liberty, the Cyberpunk 77 uh, expansion by CD Projekt Red, and then Orion by CD Projekt Red, a new Cyberpunk game. If you're a video listener or watcher, I am fighting a sneeze, but I will power through it. Then it. there's a new IP called Hadar, or Hader, 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 Hader. I'm going to say Hader. H-A-D-A-R. Hader, mm. Hader, 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 Hader. I would say by Hader. CD Projekt Red. So, blessing. Can, can we pause there? We can we can do whatever you want, sir. Because the this article starts off by saying CD Projekt uh, uh, Red has announced the code names and brief descriptions for five new games. But looking at this at this product outlook, right? We got the three Witcher announcements, which are again Project Sirius, or I guess just called Sirius, Canis Majoris, which I assume is a project name as well, and then the new Witcher trilogy. So right there, that's five video games plus a new Cyberpunk coming out someday, and then Project Hadar, the new IP coming out someday meaning seven games in total right there yeah that tracks that tracks yeah okay i just want to i just want to make sure that's fucking wild yeah i think what the, what what uh, uh the one and only joe scrabbles from ign.com is doing there is just putting the witcher trilogy into one position yeah so then you have the four games surrounding the witcher trilogy or he might not, yes if you're he might not be counting serious and canis majoris because those aren't necessarily cd project red but i i, I think uh, he's doing either see one. Which yeah yeah, you're right. That's where that's where he's getting his five from, or whatever. But in in general, yeah, we're talking about seven different games happening right now, on top of Phantom Liberty, which yes. is a really fucking cool name. It is. If we can just start, just I mean, we'll get to Phantom Liberty. We'll start with all the Witcher stuff, but Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. That's Phantom a dope name. Liberty. It also sounds like Phantom Pain. But also I was gonna say like it sounds, sounds like a Metal Gear Solid thing. It right? does sound. Yeah. That's why I love it. That's why I love it 100. percent We're not starting there, pair. Instead. We're starting with Project Sirius. All right, this is of course the in the Witcher timeline in your Witcher one. This is by the flooded molasses, right? So, the slide says Project Sirius, an innovative take on the Witcher universe, telling an unforgettable story for ex existing Witcher fans and new audiences. The current project stage pre-production, developed by 
the molasses flood supported by CD Projekt Red, currently 60 plus involved. That was the slide that Barrett just showed you from the whatever, the corporate corporate account. Then uh, CD Projekt Red tweeted this. Sirius is a code name uh, for the game developed by Molasses Flood, set in the Witcher universe and created with support from CDPR. It will differ from our past productions, offering multiplayer gameplay on top of a single-player experience, including a campaign with quests and a story. Blessing. Greg. Do you want to do this game by game? You want to get it all on the table and then talk about it? How do you want to do this? Uh, I think I, I, I think we should start looking at it as a whole and then go game by game. By game. Right? Okay. And so like, and you don't even need to get into the, each of the descriptions. I think we can start here, right? Just looking at the amount of projects that they've announced because this is, I, on one hand, I think it's really cool and really dope to see a developer slash publisher be this clear about what their uh, outlook is looking like. Hey, this is the next, let's say 10 years of CD Projekt Red. We got these seven games in production and this is what each of them are. And they will have multiplayer, they will have single player. I think that amount of transparency in what they're working on is something that is refreshing and really cool. And I think different for the games industry. And I think could be a good step into, hey, we don't have to be all secretive all the time, right? Like I, I, I think there's this reluctance of, well, if we announce a game, it'll put us on a timer and people are going to demand that this game comes out next year every single time we, we, we show a trailer or whatever. I uh -huh. think even being like, hey, these are the code names. These are what they are. You'll get them when you get them. We'll reveal them when we, we, we reveal them. I think that is a nice step for um, this publisher and a nice step for a big publisher in the industry. On the other hand... I definitely feel like there was a butt coming, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, for CD Projekt Red, a company that announced Cyberpunk when greg was it what 2012 oh, maybe 20 it was something ridiculous. 2012 yeah, or 2013 yeah, yeah. yeah something like kind a decade ago. slash you're on keep us honest for that game to exist in perpetuity and then finally come out and underwhelm and under deliver to such an extent right the next step then being let's announce everything and it's gonna have everything's gonna have multiplayer and single player and we have three big witcher games that are coming out in the next six years this seems so unattainable and i don't and like i don't want to write off because it seems like they have a plan it seems like the, there's there's something here that they're trying to put together and they're trying to string together i just don't know if i believe in it from a oh this is an ambitious standpoint all right so this is Ladies and gentlemen, something I've been trying to talk about on PSI Love You for quite some time, Uncharted, The Hidden Kingdom. It's an audio, uh, it's a fan-made uh, audio drama that's really well done. It's their own original Uncharted story. You can get it for free on YouTube. It's two episodes. They're like an uh, hour long. We're going to talk about this on PSI Love You eventually, all right? But blessing for the record, mm -hmm. this is heads, where it says the front of it, right? The back is tails. It popped heads, which means we're going to go to Quack Attack V2's question. Quack Attack V2 wrote in, to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd just like you can do for free it's no longer behind a paywall you can write in to be part of the show and guess what we're going to talk about on the stories and says is it a bit tone deaf for cd project to be announcing another cyberpunk game when the first was such a mess and they completely screwed their fans by taking their money and touting profitability even before release that there's two different ways to go because we have a jacob mm -hmm. question about the transparency obviously and i think the where you started your yes. topic of conversation then we're into quack attack who's like this is cd project though right like they are have they earned the ability after the failure of cyberpunk 2077's launch to come out and be like also here's seven games aren't you stoked 
and that's where I'm at. I guess I do feel like it's a it's a bit tone deaf, and I don't. This is one of those ones where I don't completely know how I feel about it because on one hand, I do. I I want more people to do this. I want more devs and more publishers to do this. I think it's really cool to see this level of transparency. On the other hand, I'm like, I look at all this and I'm like, we've been through this before. Like you announced Cyberpunk so early, you uh, it's been it was hyped up for so long. It comes out and it doesn't deliver. And now right after that game comes out and again doesn't deliver, you're going to announce seven more titles that at this point, like for who you are, CD Projekt Red in 2022. Like, am I am I supposed to be hyped about this? Am I supposed to be excited about this? Am I not supposed to look at all this, all this and go, oh man, I'm like after after the one game you're working on for let's say let's say seven years, right, or uh, uh, five years from Witcher three up until Cyberpunk that was 2015 to 2020, for the game that took five five years to come out after the previous game, you now have all these games that are set for what? Are we talking six years? Are we talking about talking six to ten years? I mean, there's questions about that too. There's questions about that too of like when they're talking about, yeah, because it's the trilogy, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Project Polaris, I'm just going to j- drop in, which would have been the next one we talk about. Anyway, a story driven open world RPG built around the legacy of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Current status pre production developed by CD Project Red team, that's 150 plus currently involved, beginning a new Witcher trilogy. All three games aim to be delivered within a six year period following the Polaris re- uh, launch. Six years to get all three no way of this happens, new Witcher, right? That's impossible. No way. No way. No and way. It, and no. Even, especially if we're talking about quote uh, adding multiplayer to the majority of future projects. Not even talking about just just CD Projekt Red. Talking about big Western RPG developers in general. How long does it take to develop? A Fallout or Elder Scrolls game from Bethesda. How long does it take for Bioware to put out a Mass Effect or a Dragon Age? How long does it take for even a um, uh, the Outer Worlds developer, Obsidian, to put out an Outer Worlds or put out an Avowed? And even if those I are even smaller jump scale. Into, just because you know how the chat yeah. likes to run away sometimes. Two people, Comic Brad and uh, Shiv, are like, it's six years after the first one. It's six years from the first release. I don't give a shit if it's six years. From, they're not doing that. There's no, yeah. I don't like you're, are you sitting there at home? And I'm not even yelling at you, but I'm having fun or arguing about video of games course. because that's what we do. But like, are you sitting there thinking that they're like, by the time they release the first game, they're going to be like, number one's done. And guess what? So is number two. Now we're on to three and that's how we're going to hit. Like, no, that's, what? No. Yeah. And I, I, I think it just, for me, it just sounds too ambitious, especially when you're talking about putting multiplayer in them too. And, uh, have, and also launching a new IP, which is going to be a lot of work as well, right? Like these are a lot of projects that they're talking about in what seems like not that uh, a great length of a time. And they're exciting stuff, right? If you were to ask me where oh, yeah. what CD Projekt Red should do next, I would say a lot of these things, right? Hey, yeah, make another Witcher trilogy because people love The Witcher. Hey, figure out how to put out a new cyberpunk that uh, isn't a mess at launch. And yeah, maybe work on a new IP, right? Something that's to be the, the third branch of, hey, now this is a, a thing that we can extend and make multiplayer stuff around and do all that stuff. I think all of these are good ideas, but I uh, I think for me, you just got to take it one at a time. And maybe instead of pull it, putting in a, I don't want... A, there's a lot, lot, lot going on here, and so maybe I'm unclear about the multiplayer stuff. But the way I read it, like those big Witcher RPGs sound like they're going to have multiplayer aspects in them as well, or maybe the next Cyberpunk game is going to have a multiplayer aspect in it as well. I want to go that sounds far. like a lot. I want to go that far. We are pulling a bit, right? Of course, yeah. back to Joe Scrabble's paragraphs, right? In a separate release, the company says it also adding it, it is also adding quote multiplayer to the majority of future projects. 
I would think if you're piggybacking off the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and the legacy of that, I don't know if you're going to put multiplayer in there. I want to put it past it. Maybe it's just a Gwent thing. What do you got for But here's the thing. Project Polaris here, a story-driven open-world RPG built on the legacy of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Obviously, nothing in here about single-player or multiplayer, but if you go to Project Canis uh, Majoris, story-driven uh-huh. single-player open-world RPG set within the Witcher mm, universe. Interesting catch there. Yeah, yeah the, the Polaris doesn't mention that. Uh, real quick, while we're talking about Polaris, and we just introduced Candice Majors, uh, I read you the slide for uh, Polaris. The CD Projekt Red tweet went in a little bit more. Polaris is a code name for the next installment of the Witcher series of games, which we recently announced was in pre-production. It is the beginning of a new saga. We aim to release two more Witcher games after Polaris, creating a new AAA RPG trilogy. Meanwhile, Project Canis Majoris, this is the final Witcher project, story-driven single-player open-world RPG set within the Witcher universe, contracted to be uh, developed by a third-party studio led by ex-Witcher veterans. Uh, The CD Projekt Red description reads, Canis Majoris is a full-fledged Witcher game separate to the new Witcher saga starting with Polaris. It will be developed by an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on past Witcher games. If you're dropping multiplayer into Polaris, I would think it's got to be like Gwent. I don't want to fight other people. You think it's going to be a smaller, a smaller? I would hope title. so, but who knows? And also, like, that's the other thing, you know, that the chat on Twitch and YouTube have gone around on of, like, how big are these open world RPGs going to be? If you're trying to make them in six years or release them all in six years, are they going to be as big as The Witcher 3? I think, personally, Greg Miller, The Witcher 3 was too big. Like, what do you want to go through and how do you want to make it happen? Yeah, and that was my first thought when I read this as well. I'm like, if you're going to put out, a let's say, a trilogy of, of Witcher games uh in six years then they're going to be way smaller scale right i think at that point you're talking about maybe 15 hours of of uh like campaign for each right because like witcher 3 i remember the conversation around that being oh yeah this game is over 100 hours long when you start to get into doing all the side quests and all that stuff and i do think there's a level of appeal in that i think that's what i think i'm, I'm a bit curious about is what people like a way more contained witcher because yeah I'm 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 not I'm I, I didn't get super into The Witcher, but I enjoyed it when I was playing it. And the thing I enjoyed the most about it was the the quality of the of the side quests and getting lost and seeing the question marks pop up on my map and going, hey, what is this? And getting a really cool story, really cool, like tight story out of each of those side quests too. Like they never lasted yeah. la- last. Witcher three is great. Well. Yeah, Witcher three I think is an excellent excellently designed game. But I think some of that does come from the embarrassment of riches of oh man, there's a lot to do here. Oh man, there's a the side quest over here I can do and meet this cool character. Are you going to get a lot of that feeling out of a Witcher game that is, again, way more contained so mm-hmm. that they can put out more entries in a short amount of time? And is that trade-off worth it? If it is, hey, you are getting three Witcher games that are, let's say, the quality of Witcher 3, but they're all way smaller. Do people want that? Would people be okay with that? I, I will and say... also, does that sell more? Uh, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, I'm looking at how long to beat here. Main story, 51 hours. Main plus extra, 103 hours, which is most likely going to be a lot of people's playtime if they're, you know, trying to level, like, uh, correctly and, like, uh, doing everything and collecting good gear and stuff like that. Witcher 2, mm-hmm. which I know uh, uh, friends of mine who were fan of Witcher before uh, Wild Hunt, uh, main story, 24 hours. Main plus extra, 34 hours. Completion is 54. Like, a third of the time for completion is for Witcher 3. So, mm-hmm. I think you could do it. If they refer back to that, we'll Witcher, yeah. that Witcher 2 thing. Yeah. I do wanna, Real quick, uh, I, I want to toss this in there because we're there. Irish Rounder 23 in the Twitch chat says, co-op Witcher could work. That'd be cool if there was like giant monsters you ne- you needed to fight that were like you have your whole story you are your whole thing but then yeah at some point there is like even the 
Witcher quest board, right? That you would go to and get, and there are multiplayer quests to go out to fight a giant monster or something like that. That could be neat. I can see it. like a mo- mo- monster hunter type game. Where yeah, like, hey, I wouldn't. I don't think the whole game these. obviously is crafted that way, but just you get to like raid bosses or giant things to go off and fight. What I do think is interesting to really double back and take it back to top level, right? Where we're having mm-hmm. the question from Quack Attack v2 uh who was talking about like is this really the right time you know is this tone deaf i think it's a fascinating thing where if you remember of course we've talked about it multiple times in the show but from last week two weeks ago september 24th 2022 over at forbes with paul tassie cyberpunk 2077 blows past 100,000 concurrent steam steam players and the witcher 3's all-time high this is what we talked about it was on the back of the update it was on the back of edge runners it was out there and people were finally coming back to cyberpunk and going oh man this game is cool. This game is fun. Uh, you, know, the, you know, they fixed all the stuff that was wrong or they fixed lots of the stuff that was wrong. You've seen Paris Lily, the chair, out there playing it nonstop and tweeting about Night City, right? Like, I think there's a lot of lightning in a bottle or at least there's a moment in time here where, hey, the goodwill's great. Let's get out in front and while people are excited, tell them what we have coming. And again, this is all very flashy and very exciting. I, You know, we love... We, video game players, love new games, and we love cool games, and obviously people love The Witcher, and right now people are loving Cyberpunk 2077, so why not double down and be like, hey, here's all the cool content you're going to get from us. I will be fascinated to see how many years we talk about all seven of these games and how far out they really are and what we're going to get, but like... Again, Phantom Liberty is a really cool name. <laughs> it's making me go, man, yeah. I, maybe I'm going to come back for that more than I thought I would. And I imagine... A lot of this is them speaking to investors and speaking to people that, you know, you're talking about them uh, striking while, 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 while the iron's hot, right? Like right now, Cyberpunk is getting that goodwill back. Right now, Edge Runners is a thing that people love and the numbers for Cyberpunk are insane. Coming out now and being like, hey, here's our roadmap for the next 10 years, I think speaks to, in, in, in this is kind of funny.com says you're wrong. I forget if like CD Projekt Red is a private company, if they do have investors, like how, how all that stuff goes. But to the financial aspect of it, I think being able to announce, hey, CD Projekt Red is alive and well and very healthy. We have all these things going on in a franchise that you love. We have all these things going on in Cyberpunk that is that is bringing it back. We have a new IP that we're working on that has the potential to 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 get bigger, right? I think on the financial level, that is going to do a lot in terms of getting good faith with them, especially if the fan base looks at this stuff and goes, "Hell yeah, hell yeah, this is awesome, this is awesome." Like, if you have people rooting for them in that way for each of these individual pro- uh, projects, and you're approaching people for funding. I think this is a very good good thing to show, and I could see that to being be, the core reason as to why. Phil Jones in the YouTube chat said, also, when he was surprised, if they were looking at investors and stuff, 100%. And yes, uh, they are a publicly traded company. And like okay. that's, you can go, you can be a stockholder, a, sh- a shareholder on that. That is uh, how CD Projekt works and all that stuff. And I mean, like, you know, it's not, you know, I'm looking at the Google thing right now for their stock, right? And it is that right now it's at uh, $5.67. Uh, $5. Sense. Why am I struggling on that? Jesus Christ. Five, it's trading right now at five, a, little, a little over $5, right? And you can look back to December 4th. No, yeah, December 4th, 2020. That was a $31 stock. So, mm-hmm. yes, this is fueled, of course, be, by trying to make your shareholders uh, happy and keep your investors happy and get out there. It's to get us excited, sure, but it's also to show that, hey, we had a horrible launch for Cyberpunk. We have now fixed it. We are now have people excited about it. Edge Runners is successful. Here's where we're going to, you know, get everything back to where it should be, in quotes, or where they want it to be. 
uh chat 69 best adult dating site in, in chat here agrees with us they they put a thumbs <laughs> up, buy, uh, they put a thumbs up a heart shout out to the mods heart. right on top of that right on top of that <laughs> let's keep going though we're not even like through all the games god damn it uh cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty was the, what, the other one um, a major story driven expansion to cyberpunk 27 d7 uh current project state final production phase developed by cd project red team this was 350 plus currently involved on it uh then that's not the only cyberpunk uh news project orion was announced cyber Cyberpunk 2077 sequel that will prove the full power and potential of the cyberpunk universe to be <laughs> developed by CD Projekt Red cool. team. Uh, CD Projekt Red uh, dropped I'm this in there. It. Orion is a code name for our next cyberpunk game, which will take the cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing the potential of this dark future universe. And there huh? you go. That's again, what are they talking about? Like, this will prove the full power and potential. What we showed you at multiple E3s that never came to be, this will be it. Part of me is like, I can't believe we're about to go through this again in terms of Cyberpunk hype. Oh shit, but, here we go again. <laughs> but then the other the other part of me is like, oh man, the full potential. Let's fucking go. I'm kind of down with that. <laughs> we're such it's such we're all gluttons for punishment. But yeah, like I mean, like, cause that's the long and short of it, right? Like, especially coming off of, you know why cyberpunk was so disappointing was of course the game itself but also the fact that cd project had fucking killed it with the witcher so everybody wanted this to be oh my god let's see what their next thing is and for it to fall so short at launch of expectations ugh everybody wants a winner everybody wants games to be amazing and people to be amazing and it to be the next great thing so yeah it's easy to look at this like oh the like it's one sentence <laughs> <laughs> the proof of the full power of potential all right i'm i'm watching this one with bated breath and it's like fuck yeah we are because we all love what it could be let's see what happens yeah as a, as a sonic fan i'm feeling like i'm feeling a lot of deja vu in this in sure. terms of hey we put out this thing that was kind of garbo and you played it and you played the full thing and you're like man why can't this be better but now hey we have sonic frontiers it's gonna be open world it's taking some influence from breath of the wild this is gonna be the sonic game and i know when i play that it's gonna be maybe a six to seven and i'm gonna be fine with it right because that's just the the, the, the sonic cycle the the thing that gets me the thing ugh, i look at this and i'm like oh again we're about to go through this again but i do think that there is juice for cyberpunk like i do think that i i mentioned this i want to say years ago on this podcast at one point like we were talking about anthem or something. this podcast this podcast i was talking about how you know i think people would like to like anthem right because anthem was a game that had a lot of promising aspects to it right you get it you control it the iron man flight and all that shit seemed really cool the style of it seemed really cool it's coming from bioware it's bioware a developer, yeah a developer that we want to see win I look at that and I think a lot of the same things when it comes to Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red. People want good games from CD Projekt Red, right? Nobody's sitting here and is like, man, I want all these projects to fail. No, because Witcher 3 was a lot of people's favorite games of that favorite game of that generation. A lot of people's I think, favorite game of all time. Yeah, like it's in that it's it's in that category. And I think a lot of people would like to see Cyberpunk reach the same heights because there are a lot of good things going for Cyberpunk. That game has ridiculous like has ridiculously good presentation and style to it. Like I'm back in 2020, I was even like, I think this game has some of the best presentation of the year. When when you're talking about walking through or driving through the city and like seeing the like seeing the design of the building, seeing the design of the, the city, seeing like you know, sitting with a group of characters and getting into dialogue and the way that each character kind of has their own thing going on. The one could be walking around, one could be like stoking the fire, right? Like, sure. There's so much going on in Cyberpunk in terms of presentation. And then also in terms of soundtrack, in terms of even like the gunplay, I really like the gunplay in that game, game as well. There are a lot of good things that that game has going for it that are just bogged down by all of, all of the things that they just didn't live up to, right? All the bugs, all of the, you know, 
um all the level of hype right like the promises that we saw that like e3s and stuff that just wasn't lived sure. up to and i think if they one don't hype it up to be the greatest thing of all time since sliced sliced bread and then also if they deliver it on it enough fix the those parts of the game that weren't quite great right like put out a version that is not buggy put out a, a great story put out a game that is really fun to play I think you get a lot of that goodwill will back for Cyberpunk, and I think you maybe propel the IP to being something that um, could stand alongside The Witcher, right? And that's, that's even before you even get to multiplayer and what you could do with that, especially if you take cues from, let's say, like GTA Online or the other multiplayer kind of open world games that you see in that space. I think sky's the limit, um, and I really want to see this reach the sky. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a wait and see thing. And I'm I, I'm gonna try and be out of sight, out of mind with it because I don't want to talk about Cyberpunk every single day for the next seven years until the next game comes through. Comes through, and I'm disappointed with it. Andy Cortez, someone who also is a glutton for punishment, in the YouTube chat says this is gonna be their Starfield moment. "Quote: We fucked up Fallout 76. We're not gonna fuck this up. Cyberpunk 2077 was the lesson they needed. And obviously, you know, fool me twice, shame on me, kind of thing. But like, I do believe that as well. Like, I think that." Obviously, it, you know, you want to go to where did everything go wrong with the launch of Cyberpunk? It goes to the top and people being like, no, we got to get this game out. And the developers knowing it wasn't ready, but having to do what they have to do. And you would hope that that, that, that foot's been taken off the gas pedal. Where it's like, okay, these games need to take time. And if we, we can't, that was the one thing that was like, not reassuring, but the comments after Cyberpunk 2077's launch from the heads of the company being like, our reputation is the most important thing and we fucked that up and now we've got to earn that trust back we've got to actually go through this and take the lashing and then prove that hey we learned our lesson and so now we wait and see that's what it's got to be yeah. of if these games pan out how uh you know phantom liberty is going to be and then of course how the new ip hadar hadar hatter i'm gonna say hatter hatter is Man. a code name for a for a third entirely distinct ip created from scratch within cd project red uh the project is in the early stages of the creative process which means uh we are not developing any game yet but working exclusively on the foundation for this new setting that's what we have for cd project red i find it do you do you assume that this is an rpg because nowhere in there do they yes. say open world rpg you think it's so? that thing where it's like do i assume that yes because that's what you know that's what we I know them for yeah, I assume that it's it ice cream company is going to give me an ice cream sandwich, but like it could very well not be. And that might, you know, maybe it's going to be a car racer. Maybe it's road racing. I would, I would absolutely love a CD Projekt Red original IP cart racer that comes. That, that is the third pillar besides Cyberpunk and, and The Witcher. The reason I asked is just because, oh man, like going back to Andy's point of, this could be their Starfield, uh, their Starfield moment of hey, we which we don't even know if Starfield's gonna be good. Enough. And that's my, that's what exactly where I'm taking. So I'm like, Starfield even, could easily be another. Ah, oh, fuck. We don't know if Starfield is, but that's the Starfield moment. And I, I am, I am in a place when it comes to big Western RPGs where I don't know if we're, if I don't know when the next time is that we're gonna get an excellent one because when was the last time we got a AAA from top tier, big, amazing western rpg think about it think about the the what i'm going to call the big three being bioware but that's the um cd project red i guess witcher 3 would have been their last one Forbidden right 2015 i don't count i don't really that's action rpg i'm okay. talking about an oh, hey, rpg okay fair yeah. enough fair enough i'm talking I about like this rpg appreciate this western, exercise western rpg right cd project red's last one was cyberpunk which was a flub at launch bioware's last few were anthem and uh mass effect andromeda right which weren't great at launch um 
what was the other one I was thinking of? Bethesda? But yeah, Bethesda's last one was Fallout 76, and before that was, was Fallout Would 4. Would you toss out either? Fine. And I, I have a feeling you're just going to say no, but yeah, I would especially for it, but uh, any of the Assassin's Creed? Like Valhalla has a ridiculous skill tree. Where if you're loading, if you're building towards the bear skill tree, you're going to be a completely different build. Granted, depending on difficulty, you're just going to be hacking and slashing. But I'm just putting out there. Just putting out there. I would, I would still put that in the action category. But I've also not played that much of Odyssey or, or um, Origins, and so I don't know. Like we're in the Twitch on the chat, scale. Sphinx Jair says Outriders. Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Outriders is a fun game. Come on, that's not a Western RPG. Like maybe the last one I can think of is Outer Worlds. Outer even Worlds, Outer Worlds yeah. isn't like that's scaled down, right? That's like a 20 hour experience. And I'm talking about like the 50, 70, 100 hour games that these the big three that I'm talking about usually put out. I don't know if we're able to get those anymore. And maybe that's a dev time thing. Maybe that's a hey, ga console games, like video games in general, have gotten to a place where people demand so much out of fidelity and out of like quality that the amount of content they want for these things just aren't feasible, even with our sizes as, as, as studios. I don't know if that's an easy thing to to, to attain anymore. And with CD Projekt Red announcing a lot of these, I don't like. I'm I'm worried, but like I'm rooting for them. I want it to happen. People in chat are saying RDR2. I don't count RDR2. I think that's more again open world third third person shooter action game. Somebody said Disco Elysium. That's like a CRPG. I'm talking about W capital W WRPG. Megan Sullivan's on my side. It says Odyssey is an action RPG, so it counts. And Odyssey is the best Assassin's Creed of all time, and you should play it. Yeah, but I'm Cassandra, saying not not an action Malacca. RPG. I'm saying like a Western. I know. RPG. I'm just fucking throwing my thing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. People are saying RDR2 is totally a Western RPG. I don't know if we're on the same page on what a Western RPG is. Not every RDR2 game is an RPG, is all I'll say. RDR2 is a great NyQuil supplement. Just put you to fucking sleep because that game's so good. Yeah, I got him. Just fucking got him, ladies and gentlemen. Everywhere. What's going to happen with all these CD Projekt RPGs? We will wait and see. We'll be covering them here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. And hey, if you like this show, why not go to patreon.com slash kind of funny? Over there, of course, you can get this show ad free and They're you can watch us record the other ones what the the western you are make, make, making jokes because rdr2 is a western so they're saying it's a western rpg i see where you're going with this i like it uh, anyways though patreon.com slash kind of funny is where i'm telling you to go of course you could go there and remember we've unified the patreon so you could get this show ad free along with every other podcast we do and for lots of them like ps i love you uh, xoxo the xcast gamescast kind of funny podcast you could get them live and watch them live as we record them uh but you're not doing that on patreon right now because you're here on youtube or somewhere else or maybe in your car so here's a word from our sponsor Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. And now available in a 1080p 240 hertz version for the most competitive of gaming situations. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays, variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. You can get the monitor just alone, you can get it with a stand, or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT FHD Canvas Gaming Monitors at NZXT.com nzxt.co slash kfgfhd that's nzxt.co slash kfgfhd shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't 
think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa, USA Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Get your credit journey started with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. Number two on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Hulse, is making the rounds today, talking to a bunch of different people about all sorts of stuff, and we'll start with Steven Totillo over at Axios. Uh, most of Sony's live games haven't been announced yet, are deep in development. Uh, they'll come from newly acquired teams such as Haven Studios, partners such as Firewalk, and even Sony's internal teams that are best known for single-player games. Herman says uh, they won't all be uh, or that's what he said up there. And then he goes, uh, they won't all be intellectual property, original intellectual property. He'll said, quote, we're not excluding bringing some of our beloved existing franchise into live games. Uh, in Steven's report with Herman, they also got stuff about the mobile stuff that's going on. Mobile is going slower with no titles announced, but obvious ambition. Herman says uh, Sony plans to build up its internal capability to make mobile games. Uh, will work with external partners and refers to recently purchased Savage Game Studios as Sony's first acquisition acquisition for its mobile group then julian Chiez over on youtube had an interview with herman the thing that got pulled out of that was interesting is that there's going to be at least a year between playstation games and pc games so like if something drops on playstation for it to come to pc however that doesn't include the live service stuff kind of herman's quote was possibly with the exception of live service games they might be day and date was the addition to that these are all little tidbits to drop in there do any of them surprise you or get you uh, interested in anything blessing uh, absolutely none of this surprised me. I feel like okay. uh, doing PS I Love You for a couple years with, with you and Janet now, I feel like we've gotten so good at just like reading PlayStation and like kind of understanding who they are and how they go about things. And I swear to God, I think we've said all this stuff in terms of, <laughs> yeah, no, single player games aren't going to come day and day. They're probably going to have at least a year or so be between those releases. But the live service stuff makes sense. I want to say just yesterday, I might have said that, that the live service stuff makes sense to put out on PC and PlayStation day and date. And lo and behold, like it's coming from Herman Holt's mouth of, yo, yeah, no, this is the way we're doing it. And I think I think that's good. I think the reason is for the, uh, is the player base, right? We wanna get as many people on day one into these live service games as possible because the point of the point of the profitability there is all about like the battle passes or the microtransactions or all the money you make post launch, right? It's not gonna be about how much these move consoles as much as it is about, hey, we have a last list live service game uh, we're going to make money off of this by the post-launch content, but also like the end goal is to get you more invested in The Last of Us that way when The Last of Us Part 3 comes out or The Last of Us Movie or The Last of Us Part 1 comes out or The Last of Us Part 1 plus 2 Direct or uh, not Direct, uh, Director's Cut uh, comes out. You're going to be invested in all those, right? They're trying to create synergy between all these different products that, uh, that they're making. Um, and so I think this makes sense. I'm also excited about it. I want to see what these live service games look like, if, if nothing but to see what live, live service means to Sony. Um, like, I, I want to know if it is like a Destiny 10 year thing that they got going on for these games or if it is just, hey, yeah, it's a multiplayer game with some DLC. 
I bet it's a multiplayer game. Not with some DLC. I think it'll be a battle pass and all that stuff, but I don't think it'll be as ambitious as Destiny's 10-year plan or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll be fascinated to see what they come up with when they do stuff. And what, yeah, what is Haven do, working on? What is Firewalk doing? We'll be interested I, to see how that goes. Yeah. The thing I'm, I'm still most interested about is to see how, how are these games coming out in terms of are you charging $70 for it? Are you putting it on PS Plus for people to, to, to get that way? Or are they going to be free to play? Because right now I'm in, I'm in that middle one of I think I think the route is going to be hey let's put these games on PlayStation Plus um, extra right that 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 second tier yeah. to get to to get people in there just so you aren't messing with the oh we need a player base but seventy dollars is not going to be enough to get people in and then also we're PlayStation and so we don't want to release shit free to play because we want to make some money off of this thing or we got we want to make it make sense for our strategy. Um, I and that'll be the really I fascinating thing to see how they tackle that if they are putting out free to play games that are first party or playstation studios that are these games as a service and then launching them as elsewhere and how's that go right now you know i always go back to being an old man at this but like watching playstation but like you know how they did with like kill strain and when they were trying to look into mobas and things like that or guns up these games the things they were incubating at sony santa monica and putting out like i do i don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that they would launch something free to play here and be like all right cool and we have a really n- nice battle pass for it and we want you to get in there and go for it but if that would be, uh, you know, Last of Us Factions or whatever, I doubt it, but maybe. If, again, if that's going to be their games to serve as Double Down, and that looked, you know, again, from the one fucking concept art we all saw, we're like, oh, it looks like The Division. I'm like, fucking sign me up. Sign me up for a Division from Naughty Dog. But I digress. Oh, yeah. You know what else you can sign me up for, Blessing? What's that? Dead Space Remake. And we have a brand new gameplay trailer. We said we were going to uh, try to live react to it with y'all. So let's do that. Barrett, this is the official gameplay review of Dead Space. USG Ishimura, this is the emergency maintenance team of the USG Kellyan responding to your distress call. Isaac Clark. Oh my god. What have you That's got? dope. This is <laughs> Ishimura's in the red. Engines, hull, the trams. Can you handle yeah. it alone? Fix the centrifuge. Isaac Clark is, uh, Isaac Clark is looking great from the back. Yeah, that was a really like awesome way to do Yeah, I'm like Mario. <laughs> I feel represented, alright? I'm sorry Isaac Clark does squats on his engineering this is job. Senior Medical Officer Nicole Brennan. Medical is overwhelmed. Right. We need help. You said you're gonna show gameplay, get to the gameplay, shoot some shit. Oh there we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. There we go. Yeah, okay. Let's fight the Necromorph, you'd expect it. This is one of those where I feel like you look at it and you go, yeah, this looks like Dead Space, but I exactly. dare you to go look I dare you to go look at original Dead Space footage and be like, oh, okay, okay hold on mind. a second. For sure. Cause yeah, this looks this looks phenomenal, but also this I look at this great. and I'm like, this is Dead Space. Yeah. Yeah, and that's obviously gonna be the thing that works against it. Is that okay? Well, it looks like what I expected it to look like because it's a remake, but Dead Space is a hell of a game. Yeah. This looks good. I can't wait for this. But yeah, it does. It does. I, I, I recently getting ready for the, not this trailer, but getting ready for Dead Space. I watched some footage of Dead Space, the original, and I assure you, it does not look like this, even though you think it looked like this. Yeah. People are in for a treat if they've never played this thing. They said you said people are in for a treat. Yeah. If you never played this before. No, I'm not. I never played Dead Space one or two. Really? No. Yeah. I played three. I played the. We uh, on Rails it's game, me. and then I played the sure. mobile game. <laughs> Extraction, right? It's all falling yeah. apart here. And so I'm really excited. I'm going to play the hell out of this. I'm I'm actually very excited Nicole? for this. And seeing this trailer. 
Like, it looks fantastic. Like, gra graphics-wise. It looks like praised. a 2022 game. That looks dope. Yeah. Again, I would say it's going to be funny to watch that mashed up against the original Dead Space stuff because it definitely does not look the way you think it looks. Uh, but yeah, and it's also got to follow in the footsteps of Callisto Protocol, which will be another fascinating thing, obviously, a spiritual successor to that. Uh, this came alongside a press release. Uh, I pulled the bullet points from it uh, when they talked about new stuff, right? The peeling system. This is like, what did we add to this thing? The peeling system. Necromorphs, monstrosities unlike anything you've ever seen, have been reconstructed around the new peeling system, which introduce, introduces layered flesh, tendons, and bones that break, tear, and shatter in shocking new ways. Tendons and bones that break, tear, and shatter, and shock. Oh, sorry. And and while strategy is key, players will also experience increased opportunities for creativity and how they utilize their variety of weapons and abilities to combat these horrifying enemies. Then they have the intensity director. Dead Space is beautifully crafted, equal, yeah, equally haunting world has long been easy for players to get lost in, but now players will truly feel the weight of every mysterious step Isaac takes. The new intensity director dynamically adjusts what shows up in Isaac's path from necromorph spawns uh, and how they choose to attack them uh, to environmental effects such as light, smoke, particles, and sound. Isaac's heartbeat, breathing, and exertions also adjust based on the stress level to provide players direct feedback into his mental, emotional, and physical state. That sounds dope as fuck. Yeah. I love the idea of it not being the same every time or... You know, yeah, even if you die, respawn, and come at it again, it's going to be different. That's neat. Uh, that's just whatever. Oh, and then I guess an engineered, an enhanced engineering fantasy. Without weapons or backup, Isaac is forced to defend himself against necromorphs by leveraging high-tech mining tools to strategically dismember nightmarish creatures, solve puzzles on his thrilling journey, and turn the Ishimura's malfunctioning systems to his advantage. Originally a silent protagonist, players will now hear more of the beloved engineer via new narrative enhancements voiced by Gunnar Wright, the original wow. voice actor of Isaac in Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. All right. That's awesome. And then, and then final one, a fully interconnected Ishimura. Uh, from the start screen to the end credits, players will confront the frighteningly tight corridors and shadowed hallways of the USG Ishimura without a single load screen or camera cut ever breaking the immersion. Wow, this enormous like mining influence. Exactly right. There it is. We were talking about this on the God of War review. This enormous mining ship has been restored for the remake with new rooms, routes, and obstacles while permitting seamless exploration with new UI map controls and an improved locator. Of course, we all get to try this on January 27th, 2023, and I can't fucking wait as a this Dead Space fan. is all fucking awesome. Like, I, this trailer, I was already sold before just because I've actually really wanted to, to um, actually play Dead Space 1. Uh, and so as soon as they announce the remake, I'm like, all right, cool. It looks like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. But seeing the trailer actually has me le legitimately excited. And yeah. um, I got, like, there, there's a couple things here for me, right? One, I, like, I, I think EA is kind of crawling into like a way better place than like than they've been in terms of I think audience reception right like sure. I'm not that everybody's cheering on EA nowadays but I think if you sat down You're doing it <laughs> go EA go go yeah if you sat down and looked at EA's output I think they're getting better in terms of it not just being hey here's sports here's shooters that don't do well right like here's battlefield like now we're look we're looking at an EA that I think is now post Jedi Fallen Order yep. that I think understands that hey single player games can actually be pretty great for us and we can double down on sort of, uh, on on some of these things especially when it comes to something like EA, EA Originals because I look at I look at this and I'm like oh shit this looks fucking awesome this looks like it's going to be a, one of the notable releases of the year I look yeah. at last year and it takes two was uh game of the year for the game awards let alone for like quite quite a few people out there like a lot of us love it takes two um i look at something like wild hearts as well which is an ea original and like the trailer that we got was it last week or a couple weeks ago that game looks really cool and 
I think we're starting to see an EA, it, let alone like the Iron Man announcements and like the Black Panther yeah. rumor thing. Like, I think we're seeing an EA that is starting to make the right decisions when it comes to some of their output. And I really hope they keep this up because I would like to see an EA that is, hey, now we're putting out banger after banger. Like we're competing with uh, um, some other big publishers uh, sure. in terms of like the uh, the stuff that that really um, uh, gains them ground with the audience. And so I, that that's one thing for me. My other thing for me is now after seeing this trailer, where are you at in terms of, the Callisto Protocol versus Dead Space battle of late 2022 going into early 2023. What excites me about the Callisto Protocol more is that it's un- it's the unknown. I don't know what that game is. Like when I look at that Dead Space thing, it looks beautiful and I can't wait and this all sounds cool, but I know where that story is going, I think, unless they've radically changed things, right? And even showing the, like, you know, the giant monster dragging you through the corridor. Like, I remember that. I know the boss fight that's leading to. I remember having to shoot the little yellow pustules on his thing. Like, I'm not saying that is a turnoff to me because I love Dead Space, but it is that idea of like, that's cool. But then I see the Callisto Protocol and it's got like a, a Karen from the boys in it and it's got Josh Duhamel in it. And it's like, what is going on exactly? I'm like, all right, like, let's see what that is. Of course, it's like ridiculous, like with that newest trailer. Like he's even here, right? Dead Space is like, you know, shoot the limbs or cut off the limbs in blood written on the wall, which I remember from the original Dead Space. But even the Callisto Protocol, I forgot what their trailer said, but it's something very similar, shoot off their limbs or whatever, put on the wall. And it's like, of course, it's Glenn. It's those. So it's gonna be, you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm the the intrigue and mystique and unknown of Callisto makes me go, and it's also the immediacy of that being in December, I guess, versus this being in January. But what yeah. a time to be Greg Miller and be the king of Halloween. You know what I mean? So many good horror games out there. So many things to do. Woo-hoo! Interesting, interesting. The king is what he called himself. I'm excited. I did. For I'm so but, excited for both. But, but blessing also, you. Okay, go for it. Go for it. No, 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 I'm just switching topics. So if you're still here, oh, okay. No, I'll, I'll, I was gonna say I'm excited for both. It being my first, my first time playing through Dead Space, I'm like looking at them both of like, oh yeah, I'm using both two new, yeah, unknowns for me, both two new experiences. My one worry is that I might have a bit of a Ratchet 2016 going into Ratchet Rift Apart situation where we replayed Ratchet 2016 right before Ratchet yep. Rift Apart, and playing through Ratchet Rift Apart, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I've been here, done that. I hope that doesn't happen to me in Callisto Protocol with Dead Space, where I played well, Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that would be the thing like, of playing yeah. a modern game a new game designed with no limitations on it being the cluster protocol a brand new game and then going back to a game that is a remake of an old game and i'm sure yeah. there's going to be things of like oh well they've updated it obviously but like what gameplay choice is still there because that's how gameplay was back then but i know you're excited about those things you're also excited about hitman 3 freelancer update i bet number number four here on the roper report Hitman 3 Freelancer is a brand new single-player mode that introduces roguelike elements, strategic planning, and a customizable safe house. We announced... This is obviously a press release from uh, IO. Uh, We announced this new mode at the start of Hitman 3 Year 2, and it is almost ready. Almost. There's just a few more things to be certain of before we launch the mode for real. That's where the Hitman 3 Freelancer closed technical test comes in. Early next month, we'll be selectively inviting Hitman 3 players on Steam to jump into the closed technical test and put it through its paces. From customizing the safe house to eliminating syndicate leaders and unlocking mastery, you'll be able to try the core elements of the mode, but we're keeping some things under wraps too. We've decided to push beyond our original scope for launch and include almost all the locations from the world of assassination from day one. We're continuing to work on making the launch experience as frictionless as possible for all players. We'll have more to say about this on future Road to Freelancer posts. For now, we're aiming to release Hitman 3 Freelancer on January 26, 2023. It will arrive as a free update for all Hitman 3 owners. We're finally on the road to Freelancer, and this post is the start of the series on that. You can hear more about it on October 27th. Blessing, I know you love Hitman 3. Mm-hmm. 
what do you think about this freelance mode and like roguelike elements and all that stuff? I mean, I love roguelite elements and I love Hitman. And so this all sounds fantastic to me. It almost reminds you of when Prey did their DLC, uh, Prey Moon Crash, was, which was like a, that, that was that game's roguelite mode. And like, it didn't necessarily speak to the masses because Prey didn't even speak to the masses. But for the people that played Moon Crash, they're like, yo, Moon Crash is even better than the core game. Like people love Moon, that Moon Crash DLC. And I look at this and I'm like, this is such a good idea. I could see this being like maybe for some people the definitive way to play Hitman 3. My my only thing with it is that it's like the the best problem to have of an embarrassment of riches where I'm like I want to play hit I want to play this. This seems cool. Am I going to have the time to play this? Because sure. if it's coming out uh what, It's the it was, day before um, Dead Space. The day yeah, before January 26th, right? So we're talking about Dead Space. We're talking about I think a bunch of games that are announced for February if I remember correctly. There are Man, a lot of we'll, games coming in February. Yeah, we'll see if I actually have time to play this. But I would like to. I think this sounds really awesome. You know what else sounds awesome? Playing games like this. But those games are so far away. Blessing, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, the Halloween spirit can be felt across Red Dead Online all month long with the return of the Halloween Pass 2. Chivalry 2 is joining Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass starting today, but Chivalry 2 Reinforced Content Update is now out on all the supported platforms, including PC, the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Family Devices, Xbox Series X, and S console. <sighs> Desktop Dungeons Rewind has a demo on Steam today. Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo is on the PlayStation 4, 5, and Switch. Uh, Dakar Desert Rally is on the PC. All the PlayStations and Xboxes. What are you laughing at? What's happening there? There's a Vertigo game? Like an Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo game? Apparently. releases.com. There you go. Hell yeah. Make a Birds game. Uh, Let's Sing ABBA is out on Switch. Overwatch 2 is out on everything. And Destroy All tum- Humans. Tumans? Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed Challenge Accepted is on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. New dates for you. Falling Out is coming to Steam, Switch, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, and S, and the Xbox One, October 6th. Uh, then Apple Arcade is getting new games coming up. NBA 2K23 Arcade Edition is coming out on October 18th. And then Stitch is launching on October 28th. Blessing. We ask people watching live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh, to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Cyberpunk 2077 was originally announced in May 2012 with its first teaser slash trailer debuting January 2013. I would love for them to release a trailer for the next Cyberpunk game next year. (laughs) And for us to not get that game (laughs) until like eight years from now. Uh, Radic from CD Projekt Red, who has been a long time kind of funny best friend, is watching live and says additional CD Projekt news flash fits. Number one, CD Projekt Red is creating a new studio based in North America. Uh, the studio will be based in Boston and will be entirely separate to the Molasses Flood, who will remain solely f- focused on Sirius, i.e. one of the new Witcher games. Uh, the Boston studio, together with the Vancouver team, will create CD Projekt Red North America. This studio will be in charge of developing Orion, i.e. the next cyberpunk game. Uh, and then updated sales uh, numbers from today. Uh, the Witcher, C- Witcher series has sold over 65 million copies, while Cyberpunk 2077 has sold over 20 million copies. Uh, from there, uh, Nanobiologist says EA has confirmed that Dead Space's story has only changed slightly so that it connected better to Dead Space 2. That's nice. Okay. And then Nanobiologist is here. Callisto's tagline is shoot the tentacles way different than shoot their limbs. 
Thank you, Nano. I knew I had seen it in the trailer. I knew it was somewhere in there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the bag. But don't worry, we'll be back tomorrow with Blessing hosting me in the shotgun seat. Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Tim. Friday, it will be Tim and Bless. If you want to watch all of that, of course, you can get it live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and of course, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. As we do it, you can go through, you can correct us at kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Of course, now you can write in for free, kind of funny.com slash KFGD to be part of the show. Uh, if you want to support us, though, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over there, of course, you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You could also get every other kind of funny podcast under the sun ad free. And of course, you could watch it live as we record them. You could also get a bevy of bonus shows. We'll be doing 38 episodes exclusively on patreon a month and there's so much more over there for your enjoyment don't forget of course we're launching a new studio on friday october 14th that's right 10 days from now it's ridiculous it's insane it's coming up fast chat 69 xyz best adult dating site agrees and is very excited they put a thumbs up and then a check mark and then a heart and then a kissy face which is a bit aggressive but i appreciate it chat if you're watching live XYZ, right now it's adult dating site on youtube on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or youtube.com slash kind of funny games mike and andy are about to play some overwatch 2 or wait for overwatch 2 to launch so they can play it i'm not sure where we're at with that if you want to watch it later of course all our archives now go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games that's right that youtube.com slash kind of funny games go subscribe there and watch all the gameplay things we put up um yeah i covered it until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you.